What's up, Internet? My name's David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. That is right. Welcome back to another edition of the Nightly Morning Show. What day is it? Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. Hump day. Y'all, it's a big day. Today is the 16th of December, which means that if you are not living in Canada or the United States, if you are international, you probably can go see Wonder Woman 1984 in theaters right now. Right. The movie is... Uh, releasing internationally today, which means the reviews dropped yesterday. The embargo mm-hmm. was lifted off of the critics, and they were allowed to tell us what they thought. And yep. it was um, a mostly positive uh, uh, experience. Yeah, not like blown away, and yeah, you know, they didn't. It wasn't revolutionary, but it doesn't have the same. Um, I, I watched a couple of YouTube reviews um, from people who I know keep it very non-spoilery, mm-hmm. uh, and they were. They, they, they were very warm to the movie. Yeah. You, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, they were like, this is a very good movie. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. They weren't like, this is the greatest DC movie. You know, not, there weren't comments like that. Um, but uh, I, I saw a lot of people, especially praising Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord, which I'm very excited to see because I love him. He's, oh, he's amazing. Like, I honestly would like go to the movie just for him. A hundred percent, yeah. And apparently his arc is, is one of the highlights of the film, which I'm very excited to see. Um, I, I really, you know, I, we've been talking about Patty Jenkins, we've been talking about Wonder Woman a lot on this show, yeah. because it's the only thing to talk about uh, at times, because it's the only movie coming out. Um, well, yeah. and Monster Hunter. Um, Oof, yeah, we've talked about that one. But uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see Wonder Woman, and I'm glad it got, uh, its Rotten Tomatoes score was revealed, so it's got an, uh, that that. Certified fresh rating at 87%, which, which is, is good. Th- yeah. 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 The, the, the funny thing about the Rotten Tomato system is that, like, it could be the greatest movie ever and have an 87%. Because yeah. it, for those of you who don't know, the way the Rotten Tomato scores works is they take um, all of the reviews. And if, uh, so, so for Wonder Woman, when they announced that it had an 87%, they said there's 52 professional critic reviews that we trust. Mm-hmm. Each one of those 52 reviews was given a fresh or a rotten based on whether or not the review itself was over 60% or under 60%. Right. So each one is either a one or a zero in the algorithm. What the Rotten Tomato score does not take into effect is that a movie could have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and have every critic give it 61%. Mm -hmm. A, A movie could be three out of five for everyone and be a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Or a movie could be a five out of five for 50 people and then a one out of five for 10 people because art is subjective and like brilliance sometimes is off-putting to people like The Last Jedi. And so it can actually have a lower Rotten Tomatoes score because there are people who really, really didn't dig it despite the fact that it is a masterpiece. Um, Also, happy three-year anniversary to The Last Jedi, a masterpiece of cinematic film. You, uh, you mispronounced Trainwreck. Trainwreck is also a really good movie. Trainwreck starring uh, John Cena and uh, yeah, Amy... Out. Amy... Oh no. Oh no, Brain, don't do this now. Amy... The, she's so good. Mm-hmm. I worked on her show. 
The comedian, Amy... Uh, I can't remember. I'm not helping you out with that one. I know who it is. Didn't just say her name. No. Let this end. Schumer. Thank you, Richard Damn Seven. It, Richard Sam. When I can't count on my wife, I can count on my chat. And I can never count on my wife. I just, um, I cannot believe you called The Last Jedi a masterpiece. Go look at the visuals of that movie. It's pretty. Go, sure. look, go look at the cinematography of The Last Jedi. I'm telling you right now, it's mind blowing. Just because it's pretty doesn't mean it's a good <clears throat> movie. The, the Holdo Maneuver. Mo uh, moment is one of the coolest moments in Star Wars. It is one of the most beautiful, arresting visual moments in all. Of yeah, Star Wars. but like you need, you need like half decent writing at least. Yeah, and you have Ryan Johnson writing. It's great. Anyway, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four coming out internationally has an eighty seven percent. Do you do you do you agree with the people who say that like Rotten Tomatoes is bad for the industry because its rating system is not reflective of the how people felt about it but like this like up down kind of review system yeah i don't really understand why they have that review system to be honest um because like i like a lot of people don't actually know how it works mm -hmm. and so when you're going to look up reviews for movie for movies it can be kind of confusing and maybe skewed in a way that's like inaccurate mm -hmm. um so it's not that they're dishonest about the way that it works, but it's just that I feel like the majority of people don't know. And yeah, I feel like that can kind of that's kind of a problem. I don't mind it if the fact that I I wouldn't mind it rather if people didn't take it so seriously. But like I have a real problem with how seriously people take Rotten Tomato scores and think mm -hmm. that it matters yeah. when it really it really doesn't. Like if I if yeah. I could if I could like give some advice to people who want to read reviews before movies and I don't really think that you should um obviously we're talking about it because it's the thing to talk about today and we mm -hmm. this is our show but um I don't think that reviews should um necessarily dictate whether you see a movie or not yeah take it with a grain of salt unless you have been following a critic for a long time and you find someone whose interests and taste in movies often align with yours yeah and that's typically how I've gone there are a few critics who I know that I will generally have a similar feeling about a movie that they do. Yeah. And so if they really, really like something, especially if it's something obscure that like the mainstream audience wouldn't go see, mm -hmm. I try and follow up on those movies because they're the kinds of people who I know from experiencing their ideals mm -hmm. and then seeing movies and realizing they match up. I'm like, oh, okay, we have the same kind of taste. Um, and so yeah. I can kind of know that if you like this movie, I'm probably going to like it too. And, and there are people I disagree with. I mostly agree with Dan Merle, except for a few movies that, um, we disagree on. Um, but I think that people just look at a Rotten Tomatoes score and like, oh, they're like, oh, it's a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes score. And it's cause it's like a good movie that's just kind of unoffensive in any way, but also isn't particularly interesting in any way. It's just, there's nothing really bad about it. Yeah. And like, sometimes you can get a really high Rotten Tomatoes score by just being good enough that no one has anything bad to say about you, but you're not interesting. Yeah. And like before I knew how the, the system works, you know, like I, I would get like, really, like, I'd be very confused by Rotten Tomatoes. Like if I would go see a movie, you know, I'd form an opinion and then I, I never really looked up reviews and stuff beforehand but i would check it out afterwards sometimes mm -hmm. and yeah. i was like how like you know i'd be like how the heck did this movie get 95 percent and because i didn't understand how the the system worked i just assumed that across all the critics that was like the average that mm -hmm. was taken 
Which, I don't know why it's not that. Like, I don't know what the advantage to this system is particularly. I think it's literally just that this is the system that Rotten Tomatoes laid out, and they just stuck with it. Hmm. And yeah. this this is what Rotten Tomatoes is. And Rotten Tomatoes has built a huge business out of it. Like, Rotten Tomatoes is the only internet website who gets a sticker on DVD boxes where they're like, this movie's certified fresh, this movie's certified rotten. Like, I mean, obviously you wouldn't put the sticker on if you were certified rotten. Like, that would be a weird thing to do. But, uh -huh. um, you know, if you go to Best Buy and you walk down the aisle, you will see movies with their Rotten Tomato scores on them because it matters. And I just, yeah. I kind of hate that it matters so much. I, I, yeah. No hate towards Rotten Tomatoes. I just, I, I wish people didn't put as much weight into this one number when art and, like, especially film, I, I just don't think you can boil down a two and a half hour movie to a number. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I, I mean, to me, honestly, the scores don't really matter. Yeah. But I know for some people they do. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of more that... It, it sucks that it matters in that way. Yeah. More than anything 100%. else. 100%. Um, like, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, it's a very weird All right. system. Y'all, should we get into the title story? The reason I'm sure you're all here. Absolutely. Y'all, Tom Cruise flipped out. And if you're like, oh no, did he jump on a couch again? No, he did not. Wait, did he jump on a couch? Do you not know that story? Wow. There was a... So Tom Cruise... Wow, I can't... Uh, wow. Um, Tom Cruise had a moment on Oprah's talk show back in the day where he, like, kind of lost his mind live on oh, television and was, like, he? jumping up and down on the couch, and it was a lot. Was that the one where he was getting, like, grilled about, like, Scientology and he didn't like it? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't actually remember what they were talking about. I just remember the visual of him jumping up and down on the couch and being like... I need to find that oh, gift. It's good. It's a good one. Um, and also, you know, I don't care because he makes good movies and I, he lost it on the crew of Mission Impossible. Um, Richard Sim 7 says, no, he was excited about being engaged to Katie Holmes. Wait, it was because he was excited? Oh, really? Oh, then why are people being such little, ch huh. I don't want to swear, but like, come on, let people be excited. If you want to jump on a couch because you're excited about being engaged to your freaking fiance, that's I mean, not weird at all. I've jumped on many things because I'm married to Ariel. Mostly I've jumped on Ariel, but... Um, Clarus! Uh, this is one time where I actually do not mind an actor screaming at the crew of a movie. Uh, usually it's not a great look. But Tom Cruise blasts Mission Impossible 7 crew for breaking COVID protocols in London. Um, the Sun, a uh, newspaper in London, released this tape of... The Tom Cruise going off on this crew saying, we want the gold standard. This is a, a quote of what he said on this tape. They're back there in Hollywood making movies right now because of us, because they believed in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone every effing, with every effing studio at night, insurance companies, producers, and they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you mother effers. Um, so Tom Cruise is very upset because while the film was shooting in London, apparently some of the crew were breaking the COVID protocols and socializing in ways that were outside of the rules. And um, this uh, Richard Sim 7 in the chat is saying most people wouldn't wipe their butts with the sun. I am aware of that. This is also, this, this audio tape exists though. This isn't, um, and this is being reported across uh, every single platform. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood Reporter has this, Variety has this. Uh, he did say this. And you know what? I agree with him 
percent. Yeah, I, I definitely thought the story was going somewhere else. And yeah. I was like, oh, not a good look. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, I would lose it too. Tom Cruise has put his reputation on the line with this movie to say, I'm going to help create the way forward for this industry. And he is giving, like, he's he's an executive producer on these movies. Yeah. Or a producer. I can't remember his exact title. But he, he is, per, and Richardson7 in the chat is right. Like, he's a producer on the movie. He's personally liable for what happens. Yeah. And he wants to help this industry continue to Survive. exist. He like, gave all of these people jobs. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying that movie making is the most important thing in the world. But if we're going to keep making movies and we're going to have these crews travel into communities and potentially expose those communities to COVID, those crews have to take it seriously. And if I was the boss of people who weren't taking that seriously and who were putting not only the health of the movie production at risk, but also the health of the local community who is allowing us to film despite COVID guidelines, Mm -hmm. I would be livid. I would lose my dang mind. Yeah. And I'm with him 100%. I don't think this, I don't think this looks bad on him at all. No, God, no. No, I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, I, I, I back you up 110%. Like, you know, how <laughs> how dare you play with people's lives like that? You yeah, know what I mean? 100%. Their lives and livelihoods. Because that's what you're doing. You are literally putting other people's lives at risk, and they don't know it. They're not aware that you have put their lives at risk. Yeah. And that is yeah. that is a really, like, wildly inappropriate way to behave. Yeah. Especially when you are, you know, you have a good job. Yeah. You're working on working, Mission Impossible, like... Yeah, you're working with the best of the best. Yeah. You know, like, you are in that, like, like he said, it's that gold standard. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, like, you, like, you are lucky and privileged enough. I'm sure you also have worked hard, and that is part of it as well. But you are in such a privileged position. Like, mm-hmm. how dare you? Yeah. Like, that's, I, I, yeah, I back him 110% on that. And, like, I, I don't like Tom Cruise. <laughs> I, I love him. I'm, I'm sorry. I, the whole Scientology thing, I can't oh, yeah, swallow. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, a pill yeah. I can't swallow. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I, I agree with him on this 110%. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the, um, I feel, I, I, I feel really strongly about this. I feel like we, we as artists get a lot of leeway sometimes. And this is one of those times where, like, there are COVID guidelines in Liverpool that the Batman set is not following because it's the Batman set. And because they have their own COVID protocols and, like, the city of Liverpool is going, okay, as long as you stick within your protocols, you're not going to spread it to Liverpudlians. And so we're, we're going to let you do this. Mm-hmm. And it, it's only okay if the Batman set follows the rules, if the Mission Impossible set follows the rules. And if not, it, I just, it, it reflects poorly on our whole industry and it... It, it, it puts people's lives at risk. And I just, you know, we're, we're, we're so close. We are so close right now to this vaccine being out and us being able to stop talking about putting people's lives at risk. Yeah. It's just around the corner. And the idea that we are still, when, 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 it, when the end is near, the fact that we're behaving so poorly right before the end is wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just, just hold out a little longer. Like, we're not obviously going to go back to to a year ago. You know what I mean? Like, that's no. that's not what's going to happen. But, like, we are slowly going to work towards that, like, a more normal. And, mm-hmm. like, you, <laughs> yeah, you breaking those protocols and those kind of things is just, is just unacceptable. Like, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah that's infuriating. 
Um, yeah, yeah, it's infuriating. It, it really is. At the same time, I'm very excited for this movie. But, um, I like, the last few Mission Impossible movies have been so good. Like, actually all the Mission Impossible movies, ever since, Mission Impossible 2 is a little rough, a little bit. But, like, every other Mission Impossible movie is a really solid film. And um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's performance in Mission Impossible 3 will forever be a, like, one of, it, it was one of those moments where I was like, be, Die Hard was before my time in a lot of ways. So, yeah, like, Hans Gruber, I've only seen after it was already such a cultural phenomenon. Whereas Philip Seymour Hoffman in Mission Impossible 3 for me was, like, my Hans Gruber. My generation's Hans Gruber where we were like, oh, wow, that is how good a villain can be in a movie. Right. And he is so good. The scene in the plane, you guys. My, my friends. Oh, God. I got to see him do Death of a Salesman live on Broadway. And I, I camped out overnight outside the theater to get tickets. Yeah. Um, for Fair. their closing weekend. And it was him and Andrew Garfield in Death of a Salesman. And it was... He's so good. Ugh. Oh, I love that. Ugh. I love that so much. Misguided Gamers live in the chat says, I believe a movie is only as good as the villain. How do you feel about that? Um... Yeah, I mean... That's... Hmm... That's, uh, that, that one's kind of interesting, because here's the thing. In a movie I that has a villain. In a movie that has a villain, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. But I think that, like, there are a lot of decent kids' movies that don't have, like, a great villain. Like they, what? Um. Are you saying the Thumb Thumbs from Spy Kids aren't great villains? No, they're not. Great they're awesome villains. villains. They're thumbs. Um. But they're people. I, I know. Poop is man, man, help us, save us. God, I hate that so much. Um, <laughs> that gives me anxiety. <laughs> like, I literally, like, think about that moment often. I'm trying to think of a good movie that has a bad villain, and I can't come up with one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rom-coms. There are rom-coms with pretty bad villains, but, like, that's not what the movie's about. Like, that's not the thrust, yeah. you know? So it doesn't really matter what the villain is. Yeah, that's that's. Although, fair. you know who's a great villain? Warner in Legally Blonde. A great villain. Great, not great villain in that movie. He's so good because you're like, oh, I hate you, but I also totally know like twenty guys like you. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh -huh. Especially working in our industry, there's a lot of Warners. We're like, I make more money modeling, and you're like, great, then like, go model. Go like. Go stand in front of a camera and don't talk to anyone. We'd all be better off if you shut your mouth. Uh, aimed at no one in particular. Aimed at no one that you guys know. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I, you know what? I think that that's, like, a pretty fair statement, misguided. Yeah. I think I'm. I think that's part of why I'm so excited for Wonder Woman 1984 is because a lot of what the, um, a lot of what's being praised about the movie is Kristen Wiig's Cheetah mm -hmm. and Pedro Pascal's Maxwell Lord. And... I, I think it's, you know, if they pull off the, like, two solid villains thing, which has been a struggle in superhero movies, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really excited for it. I, I think that there's a lot of potential. I love the character of Cheetah in the comics. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they went full Cheetah in the movie, which you can see in the trailer, she, like, has, like, fur as opposed to, like, being, like, in Cheetah clothes is yeah. very exciting. Because I don't like Cheetah clothes Cheetah. I only like full Cheetah Cheetah. Yeah. Cheetah Cheetah. Give me full Cheetah or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Always go full Cheetah. Um, former U.S. President Barack Obama was in the nerd news, which doesn't happen very often, but he was today because he 
was giving an interview about his new memoir. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he said this, um, these are, these are some things that, uh, that inspired him on his memoir. Uh, the good place. It's a wise and sweet combination of goofy comedy and big philosophical questions. Should I be doing this as Barack Obama? Is that offensive? If I just put a lot of, uh, into what I'm saying, um, yeah, don't do that. Well, that's that's just that's like the whole the the whole Barack Obama impression isn't even an impression. You just pause between words. Yeah, yeah, he has a specific way of speaking. Yeah. It puts you at ease. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Remember when the president was someone who put you at ease? That was a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Watchmen and the Boys, the Boys. Barack Obama was inspired by the Boys, by the 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 Boys on television. The, pre- the former president of the United States has seen the boys. How do you feel about that? Well, he's seen me on TV. That's true. <laughs> Barack Obama has seen you on television. He said, um, oh, Watchmen and the boys for how they turn superhero conventions on their heads to lay bare issues of race, capitalism, and the distorting effects of corporate power in mass media. Oh, and the NBA playoffs. Because it's hoops. Um, I love Barack oh, Obama. I love him. I love him so much. Yeah. But the fact that he's seen the boys feels weird to me. Why? Because... He's still a human. I know, but there's just something about, like, Barack and Michelle sitting on a couch to watch Homelander jerk off on New York City that just... (laughs) It's an image that I can't get out of my brain ever since I read that sentence. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. Um, thing. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. The boys was fantastic. We it's we so good. We love it. it. But yeah, that is a weird. There's yeah, I don't know. The, I don't know. I do appreciate though, like the 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 television show version of Watchmen, which is a sequel to the comic, is very much about race and very much about Black America. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I I totally understand why he feels that way about both those shows. Like there are there is social commentary in that, in both of those shows that I think truly aligns with his values. As, uh, as uh, you know, as far as I know what his values are, as, mm-hmm. what, what his publicly stated values are, which I, I do believe. And so I think that it, it is interesting to see, um, yeah, it's interesting to see what he watches and mm-hmm. what he's interested in and what inspires him. Uh, the showrunner for The Boys uh, tweeted about this and was like, this is, um, this is amazing. <laughs> Thank you for the shout out. Like, he's like, you know, he's so, he's as surprised as the rest of us. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just, I don't picture Barack Obama watching anything rated R. And I know that he does. He's an adult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. He's over 18. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. There's just something about him. Mm-hmm. He's just got like such dad energy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That That's fair. That. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just funny. It, it's the last thing I expected him to bring up in an interview where they're like, hey, you wrote a memoir about being president. What inspired you? And he's like, have you seen that show? Uh, where the superheroes have sex all the time. And just <laughs> and the interviewer was like, y- y- "Yeah, um, okay, Mr. President, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah." That would have been a conversation. <laughs> I wish I was there for that. I, I would die to watch him watch an episode of The Boys. Like, I need Jordan Peele and uh, Keegan Michael Key to bring back their show so that I can get a sketch of. Jordan Peele as President Obama watching the boys. Yeah. I want it so bad. Yeah. 
That would be amazing. But, like, they, like, reenact the boys as well. Oh, like, yes. Like. Oh, hell yes. Jordan Peele, pl- or no, Jordan Peele plays Obama, and Keegan-Michael Key plays every character else. on the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Literally. I, I, I didn't know I needed that until this <laughs> moment, but. Um... You know what? I'm going to be honest. Uh, we watched The Prom, the new Netflix movie, mm-hmm. um, based on the Broadway musical, on uh, Saturday night. I can't remember. Sunday, Sunday night, I think. And um, King Michael Key was one of my favorite parts of it. I really liked his character. He yeah, was... He was great. He, 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 to be fair, he, like, got the role of the, like, grounded human in the situation. Yeah. He's a little bit more of, like, you know, he's not as over the top as everyone else, not as campy. Yeah. But um, he's, he's just so solid in everything. Yeah. You haven't seen Keanu yet. We need to watch Keanu. Yeah, no, I haven't he's seen He's so... Him yet. Oh, God. But yeah, I, I, I thought he was, like... He was a highlight. Yeah, yeah, movie, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah, because we, you know, the movie was fine. Yeah, it was alright. like, you know, we were talking, we were like, you know, who is this for? It's kind of like for theater kids. Yeah, I, so, I really enjoyed it on Broadway. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I can see how, as a stage musical, it would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I would really like it. But, yeah. Well, and, and it was, um like, Brooks S. Mancus and... Beth Level, right? I think it was... Yeah. I hope I'm getting that right. Um, and they... Like, uh, first of all, Beth Level is one of my favorite humans to watch on stage. Um, even in something like Baby It's You, which was such a, like, rough show. Um, she was so unbelievable in it. Um, and, like, as the original mom and elf. And, like, she's... Beth Level's incredible. Um, and Brooke, Brooks House Mancus was just a... Oh, he stole the stage every time he was on stage. Uh, and so the stage production was just... It was really special. And I really, really, really loved it. Um, I actually went on a date to that movie. <laughs> um, I, I frequently went, b- before Clarus, I would take women who weren't in theater on dates to theater because that was my life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you like this, this might work. But if you don't like, I'm, I w- it was always like my test to see like, how do you relate to the thing that I do? Yeah. And that was one where mm-hmm. I greatly enjoyed the prom and she hated all of it. And I was like, yep, this is not going to work. This is not gonna work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can't do this, <laughs> yeah. if you don't like the Broadway version, wait till you see my regional production of The Sound of Music. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> wait till you see me dance around as Shrek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. That's a good test. That's mm-hmm. a good test. That's an important one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was important. And uh, it's why I mostly dated actresses and why I married one. Because it, it's easy. I know you'll go to the theater with me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Y'all, there is some sexual content in Cyberpunk 2077. Are you aware of that? What? <clears throat> yeah, for those of you with new enough systems to get the game to be playable, um, and for the rest of you, uh, enjoy trying to get a refund. But uh, the yeah. the Cyberpunk 2077 is sparking some controversy about Twitch's protocols around nudity. Uh, frequently, Twitch has banned games because of the nudity in them, uh, and it has a it has a rather interesting policy. Wait, really? Yeah. So you cannot the main thrust of your game cannot be nudity. Right. And so the problem with the the and, and here's the thing it's the the main thrust of the content cannot be nudity, but Twitch's top clips are all filled with nudity right now. Twitch's top clips are all filled with Cyberpunk 2077 nudity. Shocking. And the it, it it's being <laughs> it's being 
um, it started a discussion about Twitch's policies and whether or not AAA titles get away with having nudity in them, mm-hmm. but indie-developed studio games do not. Right. Um, and this uh, this article was talking about um, the in the top ten clips, four of the top ten clips are just streamers in the character customization either talking about penises, talking about boobs, talking about, like, they're, they're one of the top clips with over 400,000 views right now is just a streamer um, adjusting the penis size in the character customization and commenting on it. Yeah. And that has so many views. There's another top clip, um, thank you for that, Chin, for the Empire, where uh, a male streamer has a reaction to accidentally starting a sex scene with another male character in his game. And that has hundreds of thousands of views. Um, and it is a clip that is essentially just a sex scene. Yeah. And it is having people... Um, it is bringing up a discussion of, like... The streamers cannot be naked. Fine. There is a there is an acceptable amount of nudity in the games. But no one knows what that is. Yeah. Pokimane, one of the top streamers on the platform, uh, has... One of the top clips is of her revealing her character's breasts in a clip and her immediate reaction is to turn it off and go am I going to get banned for that because she doesn't know she's one of the top creators on the platform and she doesn't actually know if she's crossed the line yeah and it is creating a it's an interesting conversation of like the people who are making the content don't actually know what the lines are because the main thrust of your content cannot be nudity is a weird you know um yeah how do you feel about that well, yeah, to me that basically says you can't play sex games. like. Yeah, you cannot play sex games. Yeah. yeah. But everything else is fair game? Like, if you were to play a game where, like, it, it's just like a normal game, like, I don't know, like, if you were to play Skyrim, but, like, people are, like, naked 30% of the time, mm-hmm. you, like, even if it has nothing to do with the story, mm-hmm. is that, like, a pro- Like, that, do- that is... That, yeah, that gives me no context for what I'm allowed to play. Like, Well, and like, I, I was playing um, Last of Us Part 2 earlier this year, and then all of a sudden, with no warning, like, there's no warning oh, in Last of Us, there was a full-on nude sex scene that yeah. was not playable. It wasn't gameplay. It was a sex scene yeah. that was recorded, and yeah, wasn't really necessary to the story, if I'm being honest, but... Um, yeah. But like the there was no there was no game warning that was like, hey, there's sex scenes in this, because it's Last of Us. I thought I was fighting zombies. Like yeah. the last thing I expected was and earlier in the game when um there's a there's a lesbian scene that it fades to black and then it comes back and they're in their underwear. There's yeah. no nudity. It's the second time that there's a sex scene that it's like there's a boob and there's another boob and th- they usually come in pairs. But um you know, it it was just I, I literally turned to my chat and I was like, did I just I don't know. Did I just break Twitch rules? And people in my chat were like, maybe. Yeah. Nobody knows. I was like, knows. cool. Like, eh, which is scary. It's like the... Me- like, Twitch is so vague about everything. Literally Like, everything. why? Like, why can't yeah. you just, like, step up and give us some, like, hard lines? You know Well, what and I, I think mean? that like, Cyberpunk might be forcing that. I think that Cyberpunk might be the game that makes Twitch kind of have to come up with a policy about this. Yeah. Because there is so much nudity in the game. Like, there is so... Either tell us that we have to turn nudity off, which, fine. If, if, if that's the rule, tell us that that's the rule. Yeah. I, I think it's dumb, because my stream is rated mature. So, I, as yeah. long as your stream's rated mature, you should be allowed to have nudity in your games, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but the... Just tell us what the policy is, 
It's the same thing with DMCA's. We just need to know what the policies are so that we can follow them. If streamers aren't dumb. We're not out here trying to willfully break the rules. We yeah. want to know what the rules are so that we can follow them, and then we will make content within the rules. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's fine. We'll make content within your rules. Just give us the rules. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like... It, like... For now... For, I do want to say, for now, though, it looks like all of the Cyberpunk 2077 nudity is fine. Um, you're not going to get banned. You're not going to get your clips taken down. There has not been any side effects to this yet. Yeah. Um, but it is, the, the conversation is not going to go away, I don't think, because this game is not going anywhere. It is so popular. Oh, yeah. yeah. God, yeah. Everyone is loving it. And because of the way, because there's a million ways to play it, I think that it's going to stay popular. I think that it's one yeah. of those games where, like, people, like Skyrim, I think it's going to become like a Skyrim where people are like, what's, what are you doing? And people are going to be like, this is my run where I... I don't use guns. And you're like, oh my god. All right, right. Like, let's watch, you know? Yeah. I'm only hacking. And, like, that's, you know, I think that people are going to find fun ways to beat this game. Yeah, um, yeah, that for sure. are going to go above and beyond. Uh, there, th The other sexual element of cyberpunk that's in the news is, um, this is, this is my favorite story of the day. Oh, God. The cyberpunk team has come out and said that they are adjusting how many dildos are in cyberpunk. For those of you who haven't played the game yet, um, dildos in the game are loot that you can find on the ground, and um, what? you can disassemble for components, right? Like like bottles, like all of these things. Uh, and so, <laughs> um, this is a direct quote <laughs> from CD Projekt Red. Uh, the second reason for the high amount of dildos in the world is because they can spawn as random loot, and we were still tweaking those settings. So especially during the early reviews, the amount of dildos in the game world was pretty high. We're going to adjust them so the dildos don't appear too out of place slash context and distracting, and more where they should be by design. Um, yeah. <laughs> there were reviewers being like, there's like, you can find dildos on the ground outside everywhere in this world. And people just like use it and like chuck it. They're like, I'm done with that one. Yeah. Like, um, so <laughs> CD Projekt Red has commented on this. They're working on it. I can't believe. <laughs> Guys, just... sorry, we're working on the dildo. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine being the reporter who had to sit down and be like, hey, yeah, I got a couple of questions for you. Uh, my first question, um, this is going to sound weird, but, uh, what's with all the dildos? What's with all the dildos? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness oh. um i noticed this as well it, it is funny that you can disassemble a dildo for I parts seen one. Uh, you're not looking hard enough then they are they are literally or maybe actually no because you played after that patch so that patch might have taken them out um mm. but um i i my first day of playthrough i noticed them okay, okay. um um yeah it, it's very funny um very funny that you can find them and there's so many different styles um, like, there's studded dildos, and depending mm. on the style of dildo, you get different parts when you disassemble them for crafting to make guns. That's wow, the, I can make a gun out of a dildo. That's the best part of this. You can disassemble, apparently, in the future, dildos are so complicated, because apparently they need to be complicated, um, you can disassemble them and turn them into gun parts. Right, I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's a I dangerous world. I can't wait world. for the future. <laughs> I can't wait for the future when there's just an assortment of dildos lying around and I can just, like, make a gun out of them, you know? Um, here, here, here's something I will say about this future world that I think is unrealistic. Everything would be 3D printed by then. 
Like, every everyone will just have a 3D printer. There's no reason that this world doesn't have a 3D printer that makes your guns. And I think it's really weird, Cyberpunk. Mm. I Like, I should not be crafting my guns. I should be going to my 3D printer and, like, 3D printing my guns. Um, I mean, okay. Because how do you craft a gun? You can't, you can't just, like, craft... You can't just, like, take parts while you're in the middle of a fight and craft a gun. It is unrealistic. How dare... A video game unrealistic? I'm kidding. But the number of dildos not unrealistic. <laughs> it was one of those stories where I was like, is this the kind of thing we talk about on the morning show? And I was like, this is too good not to talk about. We have to oh, talk God. about the yeah. fact that someone at CD Projekt Red had to comment on <laughs> how many dildos were in the world. Oh, God. <laughs> That's amazing. Can I 3D print a dildo, Mellow the Bard asks? And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you could. You actually can, um, very easily. Although Rockmage says he's working, he works in an industry with 3D printers, and they're not great for making guns. That's true, they're right now, but yeah. this is 50 years from now. <laughs> maybe we just give up on 3D printing technology. Like, ah, maybe, eh. maybe, maybe we do hit a wall with 3D printing technology. I don't think we will, though. I think that the potential of 3D printing technology is so vast mm -hmm. that if we can get it to the point where we can 3d print if you can send someone a file across the world and they have a 3d printer that just automatically makes the part for you like the potential of that is huge we just need to like yeah you know <laughs> y'all this is so when oh, i put no. um this goes up on our podcast feed mm -hmm. um we use anchor thank you anchor uh for continuously sponsoring our podcast mm -hmm. version of the show um we don't swear on the show anymore, but I still hit explicit. You can oh, your really? podcast can either be clean or explicit, and I all, every episode of the podcast is explicit because there's always the potential that we talk about something like this. Like this, yeah. yeah that makes I sense. said penis and dildo too many times to consider this child friendly. Fair. Um, yeah, you know, fair. And honestly, this show is not for children. No. This is an adult show where mm -hmm. we drink coffee and we talk about the toys and video games that we like. <sighs> Wait, we're talking about the toys that we like now. Dildos. Okay. So what's your favorite one? <laughs> I like the Bad Dragon um, Chance XL. I, I don't know what those words mean, but sure. <laughs> Is that a real one? Should I Google it? No, you should not Google it. <laughs> I think oh that's a real one. God. I, I, have no I, idea. I might be wrong about that. I have, I have no idea. <laughs> I hope it's real. I hope it's real. This has gone fully off the rails. But you know is, what? This the kind of con is this the kind of content that you guys want more on the Nerdy Show? Because if you do, we will bring it to you. Dildo talk. <laughs> Should we start Dildo reviewing review. dildos on YouTube? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That we have one last news close. story, and we have one last minute. So here okay. we go. Um, Y'all, if you like Among Us... Among Us with the fungus. Um, uh, if that was the joke, Richard. Um, uh, if you like Among Us, it is coming to the Switch later today. So if you have a Nintendo oh. Switch, you can download Among Us and play with everybody else live on stream, probably. Because do people play Among Us off stream? Yeah. Non-streamers must play back. Yeah, I'm sure people do. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Among Us is coming to the Switch. How fun is that? That's fun. Yeah, I wonder how it works. Because um, you wouldn't have push to talk. so I, Or I guess you could be on the Switch and still have your, your push to... Oh, that's weird. Because you'd have to... I don't know. 
But um, yeah, if you want to play probably, it, probably yeah, that probably doesn't work. It's probably like mobile. It's probably like the mobile version. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, that makes sense. It must be easy to port a mobile Among Us to a Switch. Mm-hmm. Switch is touchscreen, which most people forget. Oh, that's right, Richard Sim Seven. It is a touchscreen. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, you're right. If you about want a that. really, if you want a really casual game on the Switch that uses the touchscreen and is very like just relaxing, get Pokemon Cafe. It is a touchscreen only game on the Nintendo Switch that is very fun. I enjoy it a lot. And when I want to like relax, I throw that on and I just swipe and I make my little, I make my little cafe orders for my Pokemans, and it's delightful. I'm not gonna lie, it is delightful. All right. Um. Yeah. Nintendo sponsorship. Nintendo sponsorship, please. <laughs> In the episode where we talk about dildos and yeah, penises? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Japan would be okay with it. I mean, look. They wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> y'all, if you like this, if you watch this off Twitch, if you watch this later on YouTube, Twitter, you can come check out this show live. We do it Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern here at twitch.tv slash nerdy nightly that's where i stream as well you can catch my stream later tonight i'll be playing diablo 2 with the lovely manly hulk of a man tommy tsunami it's tommy four underscore tsunami on twitch uh he's the best and we're gonna be uh we're gonna be continuing our run through hell mode on diablo 2 very excited for that and i believe that you are also streaming today i am yeah i'll be streaming uh around two yeah yeah 2 p.m eastern standard time um, I'm gonna try playing some more cyberpunk. I'm gonna try driving again. Woo, it's woo. gonna be something. What's uh what's that Twitch channel? Uh that's twitch.tv slash Clarus Clarus! Um, y'all, thank you so much for watching this. If you like this video, like and subscribe down below. Hit the notification bell if you're on YouTube. If you're listening to our podcast feed, please consider rating the podcast five stars. It is the cheapest way to support us because it's free for you and it is a huge help to us mm-hmm. those five star reviews on apple podcasts really help the podcast mm-hmm. uh you have no idea and um the podcast feed is uh one of my favorite places to hang out because there's no comments and so no one's mean to me um <laughs> okay wow <laughs> as we all <laughs> i thought that was funny i mean it just kind of made me feel bad oh oh please no one's mean to me Yet. Just me. That, that, you know what? That's true. Mm-hmm. My name's David Webb. I'm Marielle Edwards. Do something nerdy tonight. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.